Well, it is my, uh, literally my delight and my privilege to be here. Uh, and, and I just got, I'm in a different church every Sunday, okay? And, I mean, can you imagine what that's like? And let me just tell you, most churches are not like Riverside. A lot of times, my, and how many of you would like to know a little secret? My wife and I, about five minutes into every service, we give each other this look. And there's, then there's this response. And that means, would you go to church here? And I want to tell you, this is a yes place. I tell you, what a, what a joy and delight it is for Renee and I to be here. And I just mean that with all of my heart. And so, Pastor, thank you for the privilege of uh, coming and sharing the word of the Lord this morning. And it really is my honor. Now, I'd like all of us to do something together. I'd like everybody to look at your watch and start me. Go. Okay. We got that time. It's, it's one of those things. And now most of us, when we're at church, we don't like to look at our watch, do we? But we sneak it. How long is Pastor gone? How long is he going to go? In fact, uh, everybody usually asks two questions when there's a, a new speaker who's speaking. Number one, is he any good? Set the expectations low. You'll be happy when you leave either way. And number two, did anybody tell this guy what time we get out? Because time is important to all of us, isn't it? We are a people who move by time. I am a time person. I'm always in a rush. I am one of those people that if McDonald's takes more than two minutes to get me my burger in that drive through lane, I want to know what's going on. Have you ever been that person? Come on, let's go, quit talking. My ice cream's melting. I, uh, I'm getting ready to, for one of those kinds of things. I, I am not a waiter. I am not a patient time person. I am one of those people who times everything. Well, I, I, I have the world record from my house to work. I know it takes me 45 minutes, but there have been occasions I've made it in 42 minutes and 13 seconds. I hold the world record. And there are some of you who are here today, you're like me. When your family goes on a trip, before you load up in the van, you say to them, everybody uses the bathroom, because we've only got one planned stop between here and Orlando. (laughs) We're making time. We're making time. And the reality is we're not making time. It's that we have what we consider so little of it. I I, I remember when when Renee and I got married, I told her, I want all of the kids out of the way by the time we're 30. We're done having kids at 30 because I want them out of the house at 50. Uh, Come on, how many of you guys know exactly what I... You've got that one kid that won't leave you. Some of you are looking around right at him right now. He's talking about you. I wanted them all gone by the time I was 50. We had time. I, I remember at the age of 17 thinking, I want to be retired when I'm 55. I didn't make it. Now I've only got 10 years, 4 months, 11 days until I'm done. (laughs) It's all about time for us. We're we're people who like that. And you might say, well, I'm not like you. Then let me preach for 2 hours today and 
you be going, oh. But God does not count time like we do. God does not count time like we do. We operate in chronos. There are two Greek words in the Bible for time. One is chronos, and that's what we use. But God uses kairos. In fact, we get mad and upset when we want God to move in our chronos. Listen, the Bible says that with God, a day is like a thousand years, and a thousand years is like a day because God does not move with the watch. God does not move in the chronos. God uses a different watch, a different calendar, and a different timetable than we do. And when we pray and say, okay, God, I need you to show up, and I need you to do it now, and I need you to do it at this time, and I need you to do it here, we're, we're trying to confine God into the watch of our life. And God does not use the watch that we use. God counts time in a different way. Chronos is where we get the word chronological. It's clock time. It's sequential. It's time that's measured in seconds, in minutes, in hours, in years. But God isn't measured in minutes, months, or years. God does things at the right time, the perfect time. That's the mindset that we have. We want sometimes God to fit inside our box of time. But God uses time in a different way. God uses the word kairos. The right word kairos is not about the quantity of time, it's about the quality of time. The word kairos means the right moment, the opportune moment, the perfect moment, that moment when you stop and when you pause, and all of a sudden God shows up. It's a God moment in your life. And I want you to know that God is interested not in the kairos, in the chronos so much, but in the right moment, the right season, the right time of your life. He is the God of Kairos, the God moment, the God times. Those Kairos moments are difficult to to recognize sometimes. You've had Kairos moments. Many of you can talk about a time when God did something in your life at the altar or at a church. This first service, I I, I talked about uh, growing up in the Nazarene church, and I went to Manville, a youth camp, and there was a guy in first, and another winner from Manville Camp. <laughs> it's those you we rex, we remember those times when at the altar or in church when we had a God moment, when we encountered God, or when God did something incredible in our life. But I want you to know that sometimes outside of the church, God wants to do the Kairos moments. Sometimes those Kairos moments appear in the form of a sick friend who needs prayer. You know, it's one of those things, you, you have a co-worker, you have a friend who's sick, and, and you just want to say to them, oh man, let me pray for you. But in reality, there's something within you that says, nah, they would be offended, or they may not be in it. I'll call Pastor John and have Pastor John pray for them. But in that moment, God's wanting to do something through you. It's a God moment in your life. It's a God moment when God's wanting to show up in their life and he's wanting to do it through you. A friend or a co-worker is sick when a stranger needs finances or a lonely person who needs a word or a friend who just needs God to show up and you're the one that he chooses to do it through. The God moments of your life. The God moments of your life. God moves in this different kind of time. 
What does that mean for us? Well, as we come and we get ready to begin the year, we focus on this idea. God bless me in this year. I hope you've prayed that prayer. I hope that you've prayed, God bless me in 2017. I have. I want the blessings of God. But so many times we forget the second part of that prayer. It's not just God bless me, it's God use me. You see, God has already marked out the calendar of your life for 2017. You say, well, I thought you said God uses a different calendar. Yes, he does. Because God's calendar is filled with God moments for your life. God has these interactions. There's, God has already scheduled these times where people are going to come across your path that only you can minister to. When God's going to do something through you that you never ever thought possible, but suddenly God's going to show up and he's going to have this Kairos moment, this God moment in your life. We need to be people who are not only praying God bless me, but God use me. Because those two factors are intertwined together. Because as God uses you, as God begins to fill those God moments of your calendar up, you're going to experience the blessings of God in ways and things that you never thought possible. You see, God has kairos moments, God moments for you. In fact, there's probably someone who's here today, and you're saying to yourself, what am I doing here? And today is a God moment for you because God's wanting to intersect and interact with you. God's wanting to connect with you for a lifetime and begin a relationship that you've never had with God. This morning is your Kairos moment. This morning is your God moment that God's going to start a journey with you that you've never experienced before. For the first time in your life, all of this is going to make sense like it's never made sense before. The God moments of our life. Moments when God's going to stop the calendar, God's going to stop the clock, and he's going to interrupt the chronos of your life to insert a God moment. Let me give you a couple of scriptures, if I can, this morning. They come from the New Testament. The first is in Ephesians chapter 5, and the second is in Colossians chapter 4. They're about God's use of time and how God tells time. Ephesians chapter 5 and Colossians chapter 4. In Ephesians chapter 5, we read these words. It's in the NIV. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Did you hear what he said there? Make the most of every opportunity. The King James says, redeem the time. What he is saying there is make the most of the God moments of your life. Because if you waste the God moments, you're wasting something that you'll never capture again. Redeem the time. Don't be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Don't get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. Instead, be filled with the Spirit. Speak to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. There he's talking about the Kairos moments in church. There's three quick things I want to share with you from that. Live smart and understand what God's will is. Look at everything through the lens of God's will. You see, God has an incredible plan for your life. And yet, sometimes 
God's plan, God's will for your life is not, oh, I want you to be the happiest person. I want you to be the wealthiest person. I want you to be the healthiest person. I want you to be the healthiest, wealthiest, happy person on earth. No, sometimes God's plan is I'm going to use you and put you in places where I can't get anybody else. And I'm going to do the God moments in your life. I'm going to use you like you've never dreamed possible. Understand, look at life through God's will. Number two, be filled with the things of the Spirit more than the things of the earth. Concentrate on the things of the Spirit of God. Don't be drunk with wine. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Why does the pastor always say to you, read the Bible, pray? Because that's filling yourselves with the things of God. So that when the God moment comes, you are locked and loaded. You are ready to go. Fill your heart. Number three, let, the thing, let your heart be filled with the songs of God. In that second passage, here's what he says. That's, that's the passage about dealing with one another. Here he talks about dealing with people outside the church. Devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. And pray for us that God may open a door for our message. That we may proclaim the mystery of Christ for which I am in chains. Pray that I may proclaim it clearly as I should. Be wise in the way you act toward outsiders. Making the most of every kairos. Making the most of every opportunity. Making the most of every God moment of your life. Now you might be here this morning and say, Phil, I've never had God moments in my life. And I want to say to you, yes you have. You may have missed them, but they were there. The God moments of your life. The God moments when God showed up and wanted to do something. Because we often miss those things, but they're there. And God has them for you. I've had Kairos moments in my life. I remember when I was 12 and I was at Manville Camp. It was junior high camp, and it was a it was a Wednesday or Thursday night, and the guy's getting ready to preach, and and uh, before he, he he preached, he just said, you know, I think that maybe somebody here, God is getting ready to call you into full time ministry for all of your life. Now I was a twelve year old kid. I was sitting. I would have been sitting right over in this area. And in that moment while we're standing up, and I want to tell you, all I was concerned about as a junior high kid was, to, can I get to the snack shop for some licorice after church is over? <laughs> but in that moment, and we've all used this phrase before, if I've ever heard the voice of God, God spoke to me. And he said, I want you. Man, I was a junior high kid. I came to the altar. I poured my heart out for God. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I mean, it was a long time, like maybe three minutes. (laughs) Junior higher. And I thought that whole altar would be filled because I thought everybody heard what I heard. But it wasn't a Kronos moment. It was a Kairos moment. When God spoke To me. I looked down the altar and there was one other kid way on the other side. Two of us had a God moment. And I want you to know your calendar of your year is going to be filled with God moments. When God's going to give you the opportunity to pray, to speak, to bless, to lift up, to speak out the God moments of your life. I remember when I was a 16-year-old kid, I had a God moment. I worked out at Northwoods Mall. 
I worked at a little restaurant out there, and, and I'd gone out there. I was early for work. My dad always told me if you weren't a half hour early for work, you were late for work. And uh, so I was out there early, and they used to have the Zondervan Bible Bookstore upstairs on the second level, if you'll... Some of you old-timers don't remember that. And they, inside they had this, some of you are going, I'm not an old-timer. Check the chronos. <laughs> they, and they had this rack of the J.T. Chick tracks, you know, those little black and white tracks, the story of your life. I used to always go in and, and read through the, the J.T. Chick tracks, you know, and then I would put it back. If you were the owner of Zondervan, I deeply apologize. And I would just, you know, I would see which ones they had. But this day was different. For some reason, I bought three of those little tracks to hand out. And I came back down. I sat on a little bench there at Northwoods Mall outside the Orange Julius store. And then this old woman walked up and sat on a bench by a 16-year-old kid. I mean, she was 35, 40 years old. (laughs) When you're 16, that's older. And in that moment, God spoke to me. I, it's, it's like I can hear it today. And God said, hand her that track that you bought upstairs. And just say to her, ma'am, do you mind if I give this to you? It was a Kairos moment, a God moment. And as a 16-year-old kid, I just wrapped myself up and sat silently until she left. I missed the God moment. I've often thought over the last 30-some years, almost 40 years, what happened to that lady? Maybe someone else, God spoke to someone else, but I want you to know, at Northwoods Mall, at the age of 16, I missed a God moment in my life. There have been other God moments. I remember when I was almost, uh, I think, 30, 32 years old, I was at youth camp in Carlinville. And it was a Thursday night, and God spoke to me, and God said to me, go home and witness to your dad because your dad is ready to give his life to Jesus. Now, I want you to know, I had prayed for and witnessed to my dad for 20-some years, and my dad's response was always like this. It was never mean-spirited, it was never hard, but there was this wall that said, no, 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 I don't want that, and I don't need that. And I had prayed and prayed until the point where I just thought it's never going to happen. But a Thursday night in July at camp, God spoke to me and said, go home tomorrow, your dad is ready. And nothing had changed. Nothing to my knowledge had changed, but God knew, and God had a Kairos moment on the calendar. There was a God moment just waiting for me. I came home the next day, just a couple of blocks from here, and I spoke to my dad. We A couple of minutes of, Dad, how are you? What's been going on? How are you doing? And I just blurted out, Dad, are you ready to give your life to Jesus? And for the first time in almost three decades, the answer was different. Yes, I'm ready. That's a God moment. And some of you have been praying. That's right. Thank God. Some of you have been praying for moms and dads and sons and daughters and brothers and sisters. 
and you've been watching the Kronos, but God has a Kairos moment. There's a God moment on the calendar, and it's coming. And be ready, and don't miss the God moment of your life. The thing of it is, so many times there are strangers that God sends us to, and it's a God moment in their life and a God moment for us. I had one of those when we were building our church building. You have to know that uh, uh, we were getting... Let me tell you another story first because it's really probably more appropriate. Uh, About 10 years ago, Renee and I live in the St. Louis area, and, and I was pulling off the interstate. I was going shopping at Sam's Club, my favorite store, and uh, I mean, anytime you can buy a jar of pickles like that, that is a good day. And uh, I'm getting ready to pull off the exit ramp, and there's a guy at the top of the ramp holding a sign. How many of you know exactly what I'm talking about? A homeless, veteran, whatever it is, uh, need money. And in that moment, I stopped, and God spoke to me and said, give that guy some money. And I said to God, you're out of your mind. Because that guy will waste my money on alcohol. And in that moment, God spoke to me. And, here, and I want to tell you, it was a God moment. And God said to me, you tightwad. That's not your money. And what he does with it, he will have to stand before me. But I'm telling you, you tightwad, get that money out of your wallet and give it to him. You say, God doesn't talk like that. Yes, he does. If you're willing to listen, he'll tell you the truth. And I pulled out my wallet, and I had one bill, a 20. I rolled down my window, and I prayed that the green light would come before he got there. You say, oh, that didn't happen. Ask her. Because I am a tightwad. But you know what? It was a God moment for me. And it was a God moment for that guy. And since that day, if I pull up on an exit ramp and there's a person there, every time I pull out my wallet, I roll down my window, I hold the money out, and I pray that the green light will come. I'm a tight one. But I don't want to miss the God moment. We were getting ready to build a new church building. And I had got a deal. We were getting ready to build a massive building. In fact, this is the the, the honest truth. Our old church would have fit on on the new stage of our new building. The entire old church would have fit on the stage of our new building. You see, I bought a commercial airplane hanger and had them ship it to our church property. And we designed a 56,000 square foot church facility around this commercial airplane hangar. And then our architect called after the groundwork had already been done and said, it won't work. And I'm walking around. the markings of that building. I'm walking around and I'm praying, oh God, why? 
why did you let me buy that? Why did you let me design it this way? I was on what would be the outside wall of the sanctuary on the north side of the building, and I am facing to the west, and I am walking, and God stopped me. And God said, I had you do that because you would have never built it big enough if you had left it up to you. In that moment, I stopped crying. I walked to my car, and I left the job site because I knew God had spoken, and God was in control. There are kairos moments in your life. Not all the kairos moments of our life are positive. I remember, I can tell you two or three other uh, when our first son was born, and they told us that he th- they thought he might have cystic fibrosis. The Kairos moment when another one of our sons was a- attempted abduction of our second son. The Kairos moment, not long after my wife had been diagnosed with the most aggressive type of breast cancer that there is, I was in a church service, and I was mad. I was because we were doing God's will. Why would we suffer? You see, not all the God moments of your life are pleasant things. Sometimes God puts you in a tough place. And in that moment, I I was sitting right over here on this part of the platform, and we were singing a song, Blessed Be Your Name. When the sun's shining down and all that it should be, blessed be the name of the Lord. But when things go wrong and you're walking through the dark places, still I will say, Blessed be the name of the Lord. And in that moment, God said, is that what you're going to say? It was a, everybody else was singing, but I'm stopped and I'm having a conversation. It's a God moment. And you have God moments in your life this year when God's going to use you and put you in a place where he's going to say, can I count on you? Will you step up to the plate? And in that moment, you're going to have to fill your heart and fill your mouth, and God's going to use you. And out of that, you're going to be blessed the rest of your life. The God moments. We are fortunate that in the uh, Old Testament, we have an incredible example of Kairos. It's the life of a man by the name of Abraham who God shows up. God literally shows up and talks with Abraham. And there's three quick things I want you to know about Kairos moments. The first is the Kairos moments, the God moments of life, take you in a new direction. God showed up and said to Abraham, come to a a land that I will show you. Leave your family, leave your extended family and come to a land that I will show you God moments take us in a new direction. You see, when you begin to pray, God, operate in my life. Fill my calendar with God moments. God's going to put you in a new direction. New places in your life you've never dreamed. You're going to be doing things and saying things you never thought you would do and say. And here he says to Abraham, who's already advanced in years, come to a land that I am going to show you because I've got a lifetime of God moments for you. They take you on a journey with God. You see, God calls us to walk in steps, but we want God to walk in leaps. Where are we going, God? I'll show you. What's going to happen when we get there? Come follow me. Well, uh, uh, what are you going to give me? 
come to a land that I will show you. God hasn't even said yet, I'm going to give it to you. Number two, the Kairos moments take great faith. When he lost the land, when he gave the land, the best land to his nephew, Lot, God gave him the promise, the greatest promise of the covenant. I will give you all of the land and I will make your offspring like the dust. God says, he shows up and he says to Abraham, all of the nations of the world will be blessed through you. Wow. That's a God moment. You wouldn't think that a God moment would take place on the top of a hill when a man is talking to his nephew and saying, okay, do you want that house or do you want this house? But in that God moment, God said, good call, Abraham. Through you, I'm going to bless all the nations of the world. You might speak to one homeless guy at the top of an exit ramp and tell him that God loves him and that God wants to bless him and help him. That man or that woman might get set free from a drug addiction, an alcohol addiction. They will come. They will get saved. They will give their life to Christ. A mom, a dad who's been praying, well, all of a sudden, their walk with God will be renewed, and an entire family will be changed because in one moment, you had a Kairos moment with God. They take great faith. They take faith that God is there and that he won't leave us. They take faith that God loves us, that he's not some impersonal, uncaring God who uses our life like a puzzle piece. Faith that God knows what he's doing and that he has a good plan for us. You know, I I didn't mention this to first service because I thought second service deserved it more than first service. I told you my wife had breast cancer. We, uh, it, it was the beginning of a five-year journey for us. Multiple surgeries, treatments. We had just finished building our building when we found out. It was the second stage of, of our life in that moment. Five years later, Renee finished with all of her treatments, totally clear. Thank God. Our two youngest kids graduated from college. I had a friend who's an MMA fighter who said to me, I, I, I think God wants me to help you get in shape. And he tortured me four days a year for a year. Our second son just that year finished his doctorate. Here's what happened. And within two months of all of that happening, God gave Renee and I a new job, a new calling. She finished up her treatments. Our kids finished their school. They moved out. Our second son finished his doctorate. We bought a house and got married. And all of a sudden, we were free. And a God moment came to our life at District Council in 2012. I want you to know that your life is filled with God moments this year. They may be expensive. The God moments of your life may cost you, but you'll never regret it because it'll be the greatest blessing of your life. You'll begin to move in the Spirit of God, and God's going to use you in ways you never thought possible.
You see, you have the chronos of your life marked out for this year. You have your calendar full. You know where you're going to be in February and March. You have your plans laid out. But I want you to know there's a second calendar of your life. It's the calendar of God moments. The calendar of Kairos moments. As I said earlier, I, I just believe there's someone, you're here today, and you don't know why. It's because God planned this moment for you. It's a Kairos moment, a God moment. And I want you to know that the incredible plans God has for you this year, if you'll be willing to step up to the plate and say, God, not only bless me, use me. Give me a year of God moments. I'm going to ask Pastor John to come and finish out our service, but I want to pray for you as Pastor John is coming. Father, I pray you would give every one of us the Kairos moments of life. Thank you for the God moments. Lord, some of them are incredibly joyful. They're amazing that what happens. Sometimes the God moments are just times when we plant a seed and we have to wait for the Kronos to take over. Father, sometimes God's going to put us going to put us in tough places where only we can operate. Father, bless us in 2017, but bless us by using us. Fill our life with God moments. In Jesus' name.